Hey, welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is Mark Massaro. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Michelle Bader. And also we have Stacy back with us again um, to help and just finish off her story. It's so fascinating. We left off talking about um, her second husband and we're gonna get back into that. Um, so Michelle, Stacy, how are you ladies doing today? Doing good. good. Awesome, good. awesome. So Stacy, before we get started, I've just been so curious you've been through this twice now. What, what I'd say that I have a lot of things I'm curious about, but I'd say probably the number one thing is, was there anything that helped you going through it once that helped you go through it again? Or did you, you know what I mean? Like, were you more like faithful going through it the second time or, you know, or was it just completely separate situation? I mean, obviously they're separate situations, but I just mean, we're like the way, as far as your heart and the way you handled them, was it more overwhel overwhelming the second time or were you more prepared to deal with it? Um, there are very, very different circumstances and very different um, feelings and emotions um, because they're two totally different times in my life and seasons in my mm -hmm. life. But I would say when you're talking about grief of loss of somebody, if you're like just like labeling it as that, I definitely felt more prepared. Um, cause I was the girl when I was 20 years old, 23 years old. Oh, God would never take my husband because mm. I could never live a day without him. Mm. Um, and then my journey continued on and at 30, I became a widow. And then, um, you know, and then I had to learn that I can do this, but it's not on my own strength. It's on the strength of the Lord. And, um, and I learned, and I remember even telling Mark at one point in time that, and this sounds kind of mean in a way, maybe if you don't understand it or you haven't walked it, that, um, a spouse is, is a blessing and a bonus. They should mm. not be somebody to fill, like to complete mm. you for sure not to complete you. And, right. um, they are an absolute blessing and a bonus in our life. And they're to enhance where we are in our life, not to fulfill something. And I think so often we search for somebody to fill this mm -hmm. void and instead of actually going, um, I want to, you know, if God brings somebody else to do life with and come alongside and, and partner and what a beautiful blessing that is. So that was a huge mm. change. Um, and then also, um, you know, we kind of had talked about, and maybe this will kind of tag back on kind of go back. What we were talking about is, um, I didn't really get to share much about what happened with mm. my kids. Um, when I told them, I kind of shared about what, when they pulled me back into the back of the ICU to tell me that Mark had passed away. Um, my kids and my stepkids and family were all out in the ICU waiting room. And uh, so it wasn't me telling my kids that Mark had passed away. Oh, wow. I, I shared with you guys yesterday or when we last talked about how, um, how I was able to tell my kids um, the first time. This time was different because of the fact that everybody was all there and they all were at the hospital and a part right. of everything. Yeah. And they're not babies anymore. No, totally different circumstance. Yeah. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Like having a one, three and five year old versus an 11, 12. No, actually they both were 13, 11, two 13 year olds, a 14 year old and a 15 year old wow. um, who I was now dealing with, who had choices to make. Do you want to go in and see your dad, even mm. though he's passed? Do you not? Uh, mm -hmm. Because that's a choice that I wanted them to make when they were little. I never gave them that choice. 
I didn't want their last memories of their dad to be of him in a hospital bed. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to give Braden and, Cam- Braden and Cameron, especially that opportunity and Taya Tate and Tessa. I mean, Mark was their, their dad, the only dad that they ever really knew mm-hmm. um, the, that option. But actually it was interesting. My youngest Tessa and I were talking about it. I think actually last week. And she was sharing with me. No, I remember the whole day. I remember what happened. Wow. I remember the ambulance coming. I remember having to run down the street because the ambulance went to the wrong house and we had to try to flag oh, them wow. down to come to our house. Um, her and Tate were the only one that were home that got to have that interaction with Mark um, before he was no longer coherent. Um, and so they remember what that was like. They remember being in the waiting room. They remember more than I do even, I think, because I was in shock. Um, I remember screaming in the back and almost falling over like, no, not again. No, he can't be gone like that. But my kids heard me scream and I didn't even oh. think about that. So they knew it was bad. And then the, I think my father-in-law came out or a doctor came out and told them, I think it was my father-in-law went back out to tell them. Oh, and wow. The story that I got to hear from one of my very dear friends later on who happened to be there was, and it was cool because she actually, her and I weren't even that close before, but then later became super close, but she actually got to be there and kind of be this outside looking in at my family and seeing how it was all like what was going on. She said it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. I saw Taya, my oldest, wrapping her arms around her siblings and holding them in tight saying, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Like this is really hard, but we're going to be okay. God's going to get us through this at 14 years old. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I take that back. She was 15 at the time. She is just not even a month into being 15. It was amazing. And I just look at that and go, wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And, and I, I have to remember those moments when I have these really hard moments of like, have I, did I do a good job? (laughs) Have I prepared them? Have I given them all the resources they need? Um, you know, cause we, it's hard as a single parent to feel like you're, you're helping them or that you're giving them all the things. But, um, when you have moments like that, that you can kind of look back and go, yeah, God, you're in control. You've got this, uh, way more than I do. And you know, their hearts and their everything. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, yes, they were very different circumstances, um, but I did feel more prepared because I kind of knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart was different for sure. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I poured more in, into the Lord the first time around, the second time around. I would definitely say mm. the second time around. Um, I would love to say it was different than this, but I think that I didn't really deal with anger the first time. I know you're supposed to go through all the stages of grief, but I begged God to just kind of, um, instead of me asking why God allowed this, like, why did you let this happen? Why did you take him? Why, why, why? It was more of what can, cause that's not going to do anything. It's not going to change our circumstances, right? right? It's not, yeah. but if I could change my perspective and go, okay, Lord, what do you, what do you want for me in this situation? Mm. Show me how you can use this horrible tragedy in my life to be able to glorify you and glorify like Ryan's name 
or, you know, and I went through it completely different. So with Mark, it was hard because I, I felt the same way, but at the same time I had this, like, I can't believe I have to go through this all over again. Like Mm -hmm. really, I, I like picked up my whole life. I don't know if I shared this or not, but like Mark and I met online. I lived in Oregon. He lived in Washington and I literally picked up my kids and everything moved away from all of our friends and family to move up here. We were only were together for four years before he passed away. And I'm like, and now what? Now I'm like right. left in another state away, further away from my family. I do not understand. And so I had a lot of questions, a sure. lot of questions. And it wasn't like just the first year. It wasn't the second year. It was like, it's been over and over again. If I have to go back to the Lord and go, can you please just remind me why you have me here? Can you bring somebody mm-hmm. into my life to remind me that there's a purpose why I'm here? And thankfully he is like so faithful and so good that he has continued to bring people into my path to make me realize. And I think that's something we don't do is we don't always ask the Lord, like, show me this. He's yeah. faithful and he will show you things, but you have mm-hmm. to be willing to step out in faith and to ask for that and ask what you're, you're the needing. second person this week to tell me that i feel like it's the holy spirit's trying to tell me something right now <laughs> i'll tell you again next week mark you gotta yeah, hear sounds it. good. Gotta hear it. <laughs> it's the yeah, most that's... beautiful blessing mm-hmm. when you get to see god's hand in it and it's because it totally takes this yuckiness to to something really cool to see god's hand and go okay, there's a purpose in this. This is not about this little picture that I'm seeing right now. This is about this amazing tapestry that God is like beautifully putting mm-hmm. together and I get to be a part of it. And, mm. and it, you know it changes our perspective. It's like, it's such beautiful faith. And I love that because it's such a consistent thing that I've seen from widows in this and widowers, obviously I, you're going to ask Michelle, I have a hard time differentiating this too. I'm talking about all of us when I say widows, but um, it's something so consistent I've seen is that people who are in the faith um, just have a completely different outlook and a completely different journey. And um, it's just beautiful to see one story after another, after another, and yours is just another testimony of God just being there for us. Like, just like he promised he would. And yeah. You know, I love the um, cast your cares upon me. My burden is easy and my yoke is like, and yeah. my yoke is light. And um, I remember doing that early on and I just felt like he took it away. You know, mm-hmm. like there's obviously such deep pain there, mm-hmm. but it didn't devastate me. Like I've seen it do so many people where they just quit you know, right. and, they don't have um, hope. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, there has been many times where I've had people reach out to me and say, Hey, would you mind speaking with so-and-so they just lost this, their spouse or whatever. Mm. And I will say it is hard. It is hard when I go to talk to somebody who doesn't have that same hope. Um, right. it breaks my heart. Cause I want that mm. for them. Mm. I want them to have that same hope because it gives more purpose. Otherwise it just feels empty yeah and I also you know you you were saying something two things one you mentioned a verse and it happens to be one of those verses that I was telling you guys were asking me about verses um at one point and um I Psalms 55 22 is is cast your cares it's that verse Mm. and I wanted to like remember that because I was like that was a verse that was really big for me it was just remembering to cast those cares to the Lord because he is so faithful and he is so good to carry us 
especially mm-hmm. when we're like walking. Oh, what was that first, Michelle? You were, we said something. Oh, I don't he will know, carry about walking in deep waters. And um, something about he carries us through deep waters. I can yeah, look up what that it's is. Another exactly. Psalms one. I'm gonna have to look up. I'm horrible at that. I'm horrible. It's, it's like those verses will it's come Isaiah. to my mind, but they don't mm-hmm. always like. Oh, where was that found? And then I got right. like searching in my Bible. I'm looking yeah. it up right now. But um, yeah. I, I have a question for you while I look this up. So sure. I remember the first few days after Luke passed away, it was just like this fog and this, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, what was it like for you the second time? I mean, you said you weren't angry, but how did you get up and rise again? Like what got you through those first couple days or first month or whatever? What helped you? Well, both times were my kids probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Knowing that they needed you. Is that yeah. I mean, when I, yeah. they were little, it was like not an option. So, you, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, oh, there's so much to say about this, but <laughs> I was, I remember even with Tessa. So like we have Taya, Tate and Tessa, my kiddos. And I remember after we had Taya and Tate, we had, I had one hand for each. Right. And then mm-hmm. we found out we were pregnant with Tessa and I'm like, okay, good. Good thing. There's two of us. Right. Because there's no way I could do this on my own. Like no way she was 18 months old when Ryan passed away. So I was like, Whoa, wait a minute, Lord. Like, no, 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 no. This was not part of the deal. Like I need, right. I need well, another yeah. set of hands here. And yet she was one of the most beautiful, amazing blessings in my life and mm. joys and still is. And her faith is unbelievable. Like she's a prayer warrior. She's all those things. Sorry. I totally distracted because I got talking about my girl, but yes, my kids are a huge part of what keep me going. Um, because, um, I think the first time maybe we're, no, we were paddleboarding. Michelle and I went out paddleboarding. I was sharing this story with her about when I went to a woman faith concert, um, conference years ago. And Sheila Walsh was sharing about her testimony and about losing her dad when she was five years old. And I will never forget sitting there listening to her share her story. And Sheila Walsh is like so well known. I mean, if you know anything about like women, Christian speakers or young Mm -hmm. artists that have been around for long periods of time, like she's been around for a long time. And, um, I just remember realizing that, um, I was given a gift, didn't feel like one, (laughs) sure felt like a torturing but like that um that I got to have be a part of the raising of my kids of the next generation of what they're who they're going to be and that I got to be a part of that that really maybe it wasn't necessarily my story maybe it's their story and how are they going to live and look at life how are they going to view God um and so that encouraged me to to dive deeper in my faith and understanding of God and leaning on him as a father. Um, I mean, I have, I have a biological living father. Who's an amazing man of God. Amazing. Um, but my kids, they had one too, and they lost that, but to have, and then they had, had another one and then he's gone. So it's like, we had to be reminded, you know what earthly fathers, they can pass. And the heavenly father is who we really need to cling to. Mm. And and That's I did awesome. hear something about that recently, actually. I don't know if it was a widow thing or what, but it was good. Somebody was sharing, I think it was C.S. Lewis. No, it was somebody talking about C.S. Lewis, sharing about the fact that um, why does he, that some man was always reading Chronicles of Narnia to his kid. And he's like, why do you read this over and over? And he goes, because I want my, my kids to understand that um, there's a difference between your earthly father and your heavenly father. And that you, as you become a man or a woman, that 
you don't, you're leaving, you cleave, but you always go to your, your father, your heavenly father. Mm. And that's who we need to cling to. And it was just a good picture. It was good. That's good. Um, that's beautiful. And I found the verse. I want to read it. I love this verse. It's Isaiah 43, two, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. That was a huge comfort for me when Luke was going through his cancer. So yeah, such a, such a great one. Knowing that it's not that we won't go through all of this, but we will never drown. Like God will never Mm -hmm. let us drown. It's not that we're not going to experience horrible things, but knowing that he's there, just like the verse, you know, walking through the valley of shadow of death, which we all have, um, that God is going to be there with us. Not that we won't walk through it. And I, I just love what you've been sharing about. I mean, I can just see the love of Christ, like literally shining through you, like literally and the way literally (laughs) (laughs) and the way that you are such a good mom. I've already learned so much from you in like a week. Like she's already given me such good advice about all these things and like, okay, you maybe need more time with this one. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you You've already given me like no, cooking advice. Bossy. I don't want to be bossy. Oh yeah. Remember when yeah. We were like, <laughs> my kids are a little bit younger and I'm like, man, I wish somebody would have told me this because uh-huh. I would have done it different because now I'm paying the consequences of it. Right. So, I, I mean, mean, you, you even get, told me like Bentley needs a bed. You need to get him a bed. You need to get him a space. <laughs> Trying to call my dog down too. But anyways, like the point is. We both have doodles. <laughs> we do. She has a golden doodle as well much really? calmer, much calmer. It's a girl. She's much calmer. But anyways, the point is I want to get way off track. Like I have already like learned so much literally in a week. Cause you have like this wisdom from going through this mm-hmm. twice and we can all learn a lot from this. And I do believe we were talking about this yesterday. I believe you're going to write a book and I know you're going to start podcasting also putting that out there. So we'll keep you accountable for that. Uh, <laughs> I know we're going to go to that podcast um, conference. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. And we're really going to, I just, the point is, I see that God has already done a lot just from all the people that reach out to you. You reached out to me first. Like I looked back at our messages back in the day, you started talking to me and you were the one like pouring into me and it was amazing. And I know you do that for lots of widows. And so I did just, you just say back in the day, <laughs> how long ago did you meet? Oh my God. No, <laughs> no. I These were messages for was alive. Yeah, a couple oh, okay. years ago. Oh wow. Okay. I didn't That's what I mean. That. I guess back in the day is like I was laughing because I'm back in the day like, <laughs> like last week. Ago. Like a week ago. What? No, no, I'm just saying we had messages like on, on Facebook for oh, a long time ago. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So the point I didn't is like, that. you're like right there, like reaching out to people as like before he even passed away, you're reaching out to me. I mean, I think that's amazing. And I, I really believe that God is going to do big things, you know, with you. He already has, but like, I believe the book thing, you know, just like all of it. So it's super exciting to see. I love it. Yeah. It's powerful. That. It's it really is. powerful. And Very. it's um, just to stress again, I just love it. I love how because Michelle and I, we've had a lot of people reach out to us, um, mm-hmm. very, very different situations. Um, but the outcome is always the same. They're counting their blessings. They always want to try to see the blessings in the darkness, you know, because mm-hmm. we all understand that we've been promised trials and tribulations. And, um, you know, Jesus never, never once said, some people get it twisted. Jesus never mm-hmm. once said that, you know, you follow me and your life will be all, you know, peaches right? and cream or whatever. Like that's just, just not not how it goes. Um, and it's just so interesting to see 
because we all have our, our broken moments. And I've honestly, just to put it out there, I've been having some of those lately myself. And it's been hard for me. It's been hard for me to verbalize that because I'm sitting here trying to encourage people to be strong in your faith. And, and then I'm over here on the side every time I'm by myself and I'm feeling like depressed and um, pretty broken inside. And there's just several things that can bring it on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as you both know, it's just like out of nowhere, you know, out of yeah. nowhere, something can bring it on. And, um, it is, it is overwhelming at times. And um, can I encourage you with something? Yeah, please. I, I shared this with Michelle the other day when we were talking, but, um, you know, I've spoken at a few different retreats and things like that for women's retreats. And I remember one of the first ones that I was asked to do in Southern California. And, um, I kept thinking to myself, like, I don't feel, I don't feel prepared to do this because I was going through it, like in a blended mm. family. And Mark and I were trying to figure out, like, I mean, I have some friends that they don't have, like their family just blends and it's beautiful and it's awesome. And <sighs> Mark and I didn't necessarily have that that picture. We definitely had our fun moments. We had a ton of fun, um, but it was also very hard. And I just remember going, do I have anything to share? Because mm -hmm. I don't feel like I do. Like, how can I stand up there and share and I'm struggling? Mm -hmm. But I think that yeah, we really have like that. to go, you know what? Um, there's something good and God's called me to do this and I'm going to step out and do it. And I'm going to, you, you never know who you're going to reach. You never know. I went and I was able to speak and I was able to share. And, and I had these women who came up to me who ended up like several of them. Well, I'm still in contact with a lot of them, but some of them like within the next, within that year had lost a spouse. Wow. And like, if I wouldn't have been down there, would they have had somebody that they could have connected with? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Mm. But I mean, I just, I want to encourage you, even if you're in a place of feeling of discouragement, if you have an opportunity to praise God, God can take you out of that yucky place and bring mm -hmm. you into something good because you're choosing to praise him and you're choosing, you're mm -hmm. choosing truth and you're choosing his promises over staying stuck. I love Otherwise that. Satan will totally pull you down and it will get harder and harder. And I know that because I struggle with that myself. You're not alone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was, I was reaching out to somebody about it the other day. I was telling Michelle this and he's like, well, brother, he's like, you know, you're the only one that's ever felt this way. Right. And I'm like, yeah, ha, you know, like <laughs> right. he, and he encouraged me to uh, read the Psalms and ring, read about King David talking about his depression and right. Um, you know, just, he's like, you want to hear about a man who was broken and going through anxiety and depression and sadness and grief and He's like, read the Psalms. And so I've been doing that every day since. So helpful. And uh, it is, it is encouraging because it's, um, I don't know why, I don't know why it's been so hard for me to, I, I, on just to be honest, there's a lot of people at my church that um, know exactly what I've been through. And I've had so many people come up to me and say things like, you know, you're such a testimony of, of God's grace and God's love and God, and I know this is foolish. And I know God doesn't need me to make him look good, but there's just this part of me that has felt like if I admit that, like, I'm struggling, like I'm making it look like God's not taking care of me or God's mm -hmm. not walking with me. Um, and so I think that's honestly, and I'm, I'm, I don't like admitting this right now, but I'm doing it for one, to hold myself accountable and two, in case anybody else feels anything similar that they know they're not alone. Cause it's, mm -hmm. uh, you're not. 
it's a sucky feeling, you know, just the to like put it out there straight. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And, and uh, I think it's the enemy totally trying to get in and, and destroy and kill something that's super good. Uh-huh. And yeah. or try to, yeah. I mean, it could be, it could be one of those things where we hear people hear people say things like, oh, you're doing so good. And then we can become prideful, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's not mm-hmm. good either. Or it's like, well, then I can't show my true self. And I think that's one of the best things that I know about both of you is you guys are authentic. And I love yeah. that about you guys. And um, I think that that's really important is to be authentic and be real because life is not easy. My life mm-hmm. is not. And it's definitely had my ups and downs. And I definitely have my good days. And I have my days that I'm not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I think that Mark, by you saying what you just said, it is going to be more helpful to more people that we're, we're sitting here sharing what's, you know, everything that we've learned, but we're still going through it. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like it, like you said, being authentic. And I think it's encouraging to people that no, it's not, we don't have it all figured out. You know, God has definitely helped us to where we're at, but we're going to have our hard times and we still need to call, like call on your tribe, call on your people, you know, like we talk about and Mm -hmm. still, you know, do that. And so it's okay to, and that kind of where you're at, like I'm a year into this, but I'm, I'm struggling right now. And I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is keeping it to themselves. Like people who are depressed and all of this, and they just keep it inside and they don't tell anybody and it gets worse and worse. What Satan wants to do is to include us. Like when we're going through these things and he wants to get us alone. And so that he can just, and we don't have our friends, our, our brothers and sisters in Christ around us, encouraging us. And so I think to all of you out there, like, this is like really important. If you haven't talked to anybody about your struggle with depression or like grief or whatever, start talking to people like people care. They want to help. If you don't know who to talk to, reach out to us. You, you know, we'll give you our contact information again, and we are here to listen to you and help you, but don't think that you're the only one and don't go through this alone. Do not, do not go through it alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's huge. I would say, you know, when you were talking, it made me think, and I've done this, unfortunately with both kind of, um, is that I have found that when it comes to, and you guys haven't experienced this yet, (laughs) but um, that when it comes close to an anniversary of, of like of Ryan's passing or Mark's passing that I find my, I don't even realize I'm doing it is that I will kind of withdraw myself away from people because Mm -hmm. mine's during the holidays. And so I kind of pull back and I pull away and, Hmm. and I don't even know that I'm doing it. That's really and I have insightful. had to physically force myself to like engage with other people or do things with other people because I will just kind of, cause I, my family doesn't look like other families. My mm-hmm. family doesn't, we don't get to have the same family traditions that we used to have when the kids mm-hmm. were little. That's been a hard one. That's been really hard because we had family traditions and then everything got blown up and I had to create new ones. And then we created our own new ones. And then I got remarried and then we had to create new ones. And it was even more challenging because we had a blended family. So Mark really struggled with holidays because only sometimes we had the kids with us and other times we had to share the kids. And so you have one of you who's like, well, I want to create new memories. And then the other one's like, well, I don't like holidays because all it does is bring back. I I don't get to be with with my kids. And and it creates a a new dimension of trying to learn how to work through that. And so um, now I'm back to recreating new ideas again. Yeah. So I've, I've found a few things and I've talked to my kids a lot about like, Hey, what is something you remember that we did as a family 
that you loved and that mm-hmm. you want to continue on. Um, and we've talked about that. And then um, I try to do that. We have some things that we do um, that Mark and I did with the kids. Like one of the things that we started was going to, it was, when you have five kids and it gets expensive and stuff. You want to find, they were fine even with like when they were little, like dollar store stuff, but oh yeah, um, <laughs> like going, to, going to like a big Walmart uh-huh. or Target or something and finding a place. And now we've kind of changed it up with certain stores that we go to now, but like, um, they each get, so Mark and I would give each of the kids a certain amount of money. Let's just say $5. I'm just going to say $5. Mm-hmm. So $5, like each person. And so the other everybody like we would stay with one child him and I would stay and spend time with one child while all the other kids would go and shop for that one child and then oh, they would buy a cool. present together that's and it was really, cool. really fun it was a fun mm-hmm. thing and my kids still love doing it and so mm-hmm. and that's one thing I didn't really touch on um I don't know if you guys even asked but um Mark and so um Mark and his ex-wife they were married for like 15 years and um so Um, and we shared custody back and forth and, um, for a period of time, it was, we had our son with us most of the month. And then the other time, um, and Cameron lived with mom full time. And then we would like share weekends kind of a thing. And then she ended up moving closer and we went week on week off. And so after Mark died, I really, really wanted to still keep that relationship with Brayden and Cameron. Cause I mean, even though I didn't have them in my life for a long time. It was only four years. I still wanted that connection and that, Mm. um, that relationship. Um, but I was a reminder of their dad and that was hard and painful. Mm. And I don't even know if they even recognized that at first. Um, but they also had their mom and they needed to be with their mom. And so as of like right now, I actually, I don't have a relationship with them and that hurts deeply, like really deeply. And I've had to really surrender that to the Lord, but I also know in God's timing that hopefully one day again, I can have a relationship with them again. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, that was a really hard thing during that oh, time. Sure. But like Michelle, kind of going back to what you were saying, I mean, don't ever try to struggle through this alone. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. Seek help get counseling. I'm a big counseling advocate for mm-hmm. yourself, for your mm-hmm. family. Um, EMDR is a great thing for people who have gone I've through PTSD stuff. Eye movement, something, right? We just mm-hmm. talked about this at our widow group. Rapid eye movement. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain okay. it, Stacey? You explained it to me. Do you want to explain it? She's I, like... try <laughs> I can try, but just nobody judge me who's listening to this because I know that I'm not a psychologist and I'm just not... Just the gist of it. The yeah. gist of it's for me and how it worked in my life because I've done neurofeedback because because I'm ADD and ADHD and so that was a struggle for me <laughs> because when you're all of a sudden let, like your balance is stripped from you like my husband was my balance and he was totally stripped from me I felt out of control like all these things mm-hmm. that I wanted like I hate being late but yet I was late all the time I'm a procrastinator all these things and mm-hmm. and I struggled as a parent feeling like I'm not adequate enough for my kids but God's filled in the gaps every time filling in people and bringing in men of God who step in and encourage my kids, all the things. But with EMDR, I had some struggles that I had with some relationships. And so, um, what it did for me is, um, when you have a, when you have like PTSD with certain things, they use it for, they use it for veterans. A lot of times that struggle with PTSD because our 
we have a like a pathway from your brain like this is your normal track of th this happens and this is where your brain goes to so it's like a normal reaction and so what it does is it actually tries to create a new pathway for your brain to not use that same old track of you going oh, back and forth to the same thing so it creates a new pathway it's much more complicated than that but sure, we're just yeah. going to we're just going to use oh, that that's one. good. That's yeah, a good no, that, that's, that's fascinating. I've heard about that, you know, and I've noticed it's, it's one thing to have wisdom. It's another thing to be able to apply it. I'm not implying that I'm wise, but I'm just saying like these techniques that I've shared in the pod over the last, whatever, 15 podcasts, um, this is wisdom I've obtained from other people mm -hmm. that I'm just passing on that it'll help people. And usually I can apply it, but just mm -hmm. because I know something, it doesn't always mean like, I don't know, I can just be in a funk and I know what I should be doing. I know how I should be feeling. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know that I should be on my knees praying and it takes me a little bit to, to surrender to that sometimes. And, um, mm -hmm. consistent as gravity though, it helps yeah. as soon as I drop to my knees and just fall into prayer, it, it you know, takes me away and helps me sort of see, um, I've, I've shared with Michelle and our, our listeners that God, I feel like has given me this gift that every time I see pictures of my wife, like I have one right here on my desk and she just looks so beautiful and she's just gazing into my eyes on our wedding day. And, um, it's interesting. It used to, at first, it like really just devastated me looking at these photos. It like mm -hmm. reminded me of how much she loved me. And then I just feel like I don't know where God just gave me this gift where when I started looking at photos of her, all of a sudden I see her at peace. I see her in God's presence and it gives mm -hmm. me this, I can step back and see it from another dimension where I'm like, this doesn't like, you know, as I've shared in the podcast, like we're, we're living in the fake world. She's in the real world and we're just waiting to catch up with her. And then none of this is going to matter. Like we're not going to have pain. We're not going to have sadness. Like this is all. And so it gives me this perspective that like whatever I'm feeling right now, it's temporary. Right. Um, and honestly, kind of unimportant in the scheme of things. I mean, it's hard to feel that way when you're in the moment, but that's kind of like the hindsight I have when I look back. But um, yeah, but like even even having the perspective I do more than like the knowledge, that's what I believe. But it's still hard when you're feeling that overwhelming, like I've just had this feeling of like, like everything feels pointless. Everything feels pointless. And I have these two amazing kids that love me and I love them. We adore each other. We have a great relationship. They're, you know, they're great kids. And, um, but still, there's just still this feeling of like, this just kind of feels pointless. And then well, I, mean, I snap at, out of it, but it's but weird. Look at our world. Look at what's going on in our world right now. I yeah, mean, that's it true. Just, there's so many things that just feel pointless like it yeah, just yeah. feels I, I, here's the thing we who have experienced great loss and mm -hmm. have seen death like right in front of us have a different perspective on life than most mm -hmm. people who've not experienced it that's true we just do and and so it's like yeah it does feel meaningless it does feel pointless like what's the purpose in us being here like what's why like all the little things. I mean, I just remember like why I didn't want to watch TV. I felt like it was stupid and pointless. I felt like, and I did that first time, like that. first time around, second time around, I decided I wanted to get lost in watching shows. So I didn't mm. have to feel. So see, I've done both wow, sides. That's fascinating. You know, I've totally done both sides of it. Um, it's very different. And, and, you know, just it, it's, 
don't feel bad or feel like even you're alone in those thoughts because that's so incredibly normal to feel that way. Mm. And I think even more in 2021, it is even more so prevalent of having those kind of feelings because there's so much stuff in this world that's so overwhelming just day to day. Like no I I have felt the anxiety today. Just I went out with a friend and we just sat and we visited and talked about all the things going on around our world. And mm-hmm. it just brought me back to, I'm so thankful for a God who's in control of it all. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Right? No kidding. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we need to it. not focus on the little things of whether your dog has a bed or not. Like seriously, I don't have to worry about that. Like I need to worry about like it's all right. bigger and better things in life than wasting my time and energy on little, you know what I mean? We, we do. And you know, here's another fun fact is that I always said after I lost Ryan that, oh, I know what it's like to lose someone, especially because I waited so long to get remarried. Mm. Um, and that was a a personal thing where I'm incredibly picky. Mm. <laughs> That's I a good had, thing. <laughs> I had very, very high standards. Um, I think I knocked down some of that of like, hello, just be real. And I met an amazing man who loved the Lord and we were, became super good friends and fell in love and it was great. But it, and he was, has had all the little check marks that I had had in my head of things and more, but, um, I forgot what I was going to say because I got distracted on Mark. <laughs> you were like so into talking about him. Um, uh, just that you. Dating, oh, picky. Dating, that, picky. Well, that the first time you were feeling this way, second time you were feeling that way. Oh, well, yeah. Like first time I was like super picky. And then, um, no, it wasn't the picky part. It was something else. Oh, shoot. See, this is what happens. Told you I was ADD. I'm That's all, all good. Um, we can come back so to it really if you important. think of it. Oh. And it was something. But do you have any other questions that you wanted to ask me? And I'll try to think of what it was, but I'm trying to think. Yeah, um, gosh, lots and lots of them. I'm, I might also draw a blank so you don't feel feel too bad because I do that <laughs> sometimes too. Um, but I mean, you've kind of answered some of mine, but just to ask, ask it more directly, like what would you say if you could pinpoint something, um, the biggest difference between your two losses? that's a really big question I know Um, I know do you mean the biggest difference in in your um I guess in your like the impact I should say that it had on your life like what were the biggest differences in the impact that it had on your life was it like the children's age were now so much different. I don't, I know I'm not articulating oh, I the talk question on all very that well. Stuff. I mean, that's easy, but I just want to make sure I was hearing like what you're, what, if I'm not going the route you're wanting, just go ahead and redirect me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. so here's some of the fun fact or some of the like main things that were big, big time difference. Um, first time I was married, they were my biological kids. It's their biological mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. It's their father that they lost. Second time around, it's a blended family where um, my stepkids lost their biological dad and I didn't even mm. get the opportunity to be able to try to comfort them. That was really hard. Mm. Um, and wanted to be able to, you know, honor Mark's legacy and encourage them and share with them and just all of that. I didn't get that opportunity with them, but for my kids, it was their stepdad. It was very different because they hadn't had the time under their belt to really solidify that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very different in how, um, how we processed it as a family and how Mm -hmm. we went through it, because even, um, 
talking about their dad. We talk about Mark and we laugh and we joke. And my son is so stinking cute because he looks so much like, I don't know about you guys. I mean, yes, I do know. I know that some of your kids look mm-hmm. just like their dad. And I, yeah. I, I've seen, I don't think I've seen a picture of Lacey, but like some people have a really hard like, time with her. that. I have one Tell right me. here. Let's see if I can. Oh, she's so pretty. Oh, she's beautiful. Beautiful. So beautiful. Um, she she looks very much like my daughter and yeah, and like my Alexis. son. I can kind of see a blend of both. But yeah, she yeah. looks very uh-huh. very much like Alexis. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she um, the earring just fell out. That's awesome. Or Alexis um. looks like her, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I used people used to I remember, I remember when I, I told you guys yesterday about my friend Michelle. Her son is like the spitting image of his of his dad Kevin. Like Cole mm-hmm. is spitting image, and I remember thinking that must be so hard to have your son before I went through anything, right? have your child look so much like your spouse. I like it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it happened to me and I'm like, I'm so glad mm-hmm. that my son looks so much like his daddy and he is like built like him. Mm-hmm. But the best part for me is watching him grow and watching him have these innate things that he does that he, the way he, he'll walk or the things he'll do, oh, like mannerisms or things yeah. that he will do that nobody's taught him. And yeah. he does it and it's so natural and it like floors like, everybody whoa. else. Yeah. yeah. Especially when we go back down to California to see family and fam- like Ryan's family and friends see him. They're like, dude, that's such a trip. He's yeah. so wow. sad. Mm-hmm. And it's what's that? That's like it. idiosyncrasies, right? Like their yeah. mannerisms yes. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the funny part is is that he also picks up a ton of mannerisms of Mark, even though it's a short period of time, he does these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he does it just like Mark does. And I loved Mm -hmm. it. And I I still love it. And it just, it makes my heart happy that they have these special memories of them and they're carrying them with them in their heart, even though it's been like a change. But yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, did, when you lost Mark, did it make you, I know there was a big time difference. Did it make you grieve again for Ryan? Yeah. Mm, good question. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It I brought a lot that. of stuff back up. Um, uh, if you choose to be in a relationship with somebody um, after you have grieved um, the loss of someone that you love, if I can recommend something. <laughs> yes, recommend, please. I'm going to try to do this carefully because um, I don't want to dishonor right. a person in a, in mm-hmm. a way, but I do want to say it because it's so important. Um, and it might make me cry. By the way, I don't even think you know this. I am like a big time crier. Like I've never <laughs> seen you cry yet in the whole week I've known you. So like big time. <laughs> and I found that it is actually a gift and it's mm-hmm. something that I'm not a fan of, but the Lord's given it to me and it's actually tears of ministry that I can actually mm. cry for people who are hurting or who wow. are feeling things mm. that they can't side note. If you're going to get in a relationship with somebody and you've lost someone and you have kids, especially, um, you need to find somebody who's not jealous and who's not going to be, mm. um, they're going to be okay with you being able to talk about your late spouse and for their sure. parent. That's been a absolute must yeah. for me. Mm. I'm like, yep. well, then I'll just be alone. If someone comes in and tells me I need to well, they might off the wall of my wife or something. I'd be yeah, like, sorry, right. no. Like, but I'm they might act that. like they're fine with it, but watch for red flags. Okay. 
All right. Because um, it, that is a huge thing. And that was very challenging because, um, yeah, that was challenging. And it wasn't because of the fact that Mark didn't care about Ryan. He did. And he that he he respected him and he tried his best, but it was very hard. And maybe it was because of me. Maybe, honestly, maybe there was stuff that I did that didn't help in that situation. But um, he um, it was hard for him because he always felt like he had to fill these big shoes because mm -hmm. Brian was like this larger life person in his mind. And it made me hurt because I wanted Mark to know that who he was mattered and that he was filling this role of where their kids were at then. But it's just really important that your kids and that you have the space to be able to have those moments to right. You said something and it just kind of it brought me back to a place and a moment mm. and a time and a conversation that was really hard. Um, mm. And um, yeah, it does. It, it definitely makes you um, like, I, I lost, you know, like I lost my, my sister-in-law too. And so um, yeah, when I lost Mark, it, it brought back all, all of it, you know, and then I had to process yeah. through more layers that I thought I had done. Mm -hmm. but I had, I had more work to do. So I think there's always work. It's not like you ever just get to be done, mm -hmm. yeah. um, but you definitely get to a place of freedom and you definitely get to a place where life looks different. You definitely get to a place where there's joy and happiness and, um, a new normal and all those mm -hmm. things. It takes time. So I have a question. So I always say it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. Like that's how I feel about, you know, Luke, and you've been through this twice. Like how, what, I feel like after two, it would be really hard. Like, do you ever fear getting into another relationship or like putting your heart out there again? Because you're like, I might just lose them again. Like, like, where are you at with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, I definitely have those thoughts and feelings. It is mm -hmm. scary to put yourself out there, but I've also had conversations. So this last year has been kind of hard. Um, my, my kids, two of my older kids lost one of their very good friends to cancer oh, during no. Christmas time. And so that was like another huge hit for my kids. Cause it was the first person like their age mm -hmm. that they were close with. And so, um, but I remember when he was, he'd already been diagnosed, but it was like during that terminal part of things when they mm -hmm. said like, this is how much time he may have. And I felt like, um, I did this once before with one of my widowed, well, now widowed friends, but when her husband was alive, he was a, somebody who was in my life and somebody who was, um, he was my kid's karate instructor. And when mm -hmm. I found out that he had cancer, it was like, I wanted to pull away because I didn't want my kids getting close to somebody again to just mm -hmm. lose another person. Mm -hmm. And I pulled away and, um, I feel like I missed out mm -hmm. and, um, I missed out on the life that he had to offer into the time that we had with him and so because of that I had the experience and time to share with my kids like you have a choice right. you know you have a choice to whether or not you're going to choose to love and put it all out there and and love or you're going to miss out and so right. to answer your question Michelle yeah I um it is scary but if God brought somebody into my life again and it's not like, oh, I'm just going to wait for God to bring somebody. I definitely have to put myself out there. Mm -hmm. I definitely have to engage with people. And, and it does take a huge step of faith to step out in right. your uncomfortable place to like, and it's people like you're afraid of me. 
<laughs> they were like, dude, I what you putting in the water, lady? Who knows what's gonna happen? That's right? funny. Wow, right? that's you know, it's funny you said something that um, made me remember something that I forgot about. I remember that somebody approached me. I think it was a, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks before Lacey passed away, and we knew she was, you know, in hospice now and didn't have much longer. And they said you know, I have this huge regret because I watched my dad go through cancer. That's why I've been away because I didn't want to watch somebody Mm -hmm. go through it again. And Mm -hmm. I realized that I lost a lot of time that I could have spent getting to know Lacey better. And now it's too late. And, um, you know, I mean, we all live with our regrets and you can't do anything about them. I have uh, a big regret from, um, you know, I, I don't have many, but what the one I have is a big one is that uh, a friend of mine is a videographer and he offered to make a video with Lacey for free of Lacey, um, you know, for their graduations, for their weddings, like just different videos that he had all these ideas oh, for wow. her to, re- to record. And she was still in a good state of health then. Um, so she would have been, you know, standing up and all this stuff. And um I was like, no, we don't need that. Like, I was so convinced that she was going to be healed that I turned it down. And I was almost not in any way from him, but I was almost offended by it. Like, because I didn't know, for one, I didn't know anything about cancer, really, when the offer was made, you know. And um, it was just, oh, what a regret. And I did get a chance to tell him I regretted not taking him up on that because by the time I, realized I needed it it was too late she couldn't have recorded that message and um I felt so like I, I took something from the kids and in, in my um I don't know I'd like to not think it was pride it was just I mean pride wouldn't even really fit the bill of what it was but it was like just this confidence in what I thought was going to happen um so anyways, I mean, so we all have our regrets that you can mm-hmm. either beat yourself up about them or just mm-hmm. go, you know what? I did the best I could at that time. Absolutely. That was what I believed. That was yeah. what I felt. So, you know, I try not to dwell on it too much, but it's like, we all have, um, you know, these regrets about, you know, cause I've mentioned before that my wife did a, uh, holistic, um, option that was, um, cause you know, I won't get all into it. Everybody's heard it a few times, but chemo was not a good option for her. Um, but I still had these thoughts of like, well, what if, what if she would have gone that route instead of this route or whatever? And I've had many people tell me who um, did go through chemo. I've had people tell me who went through chemo, like, I wish you guys would have gone that route. Um, you know, my grandma was cured of cancer or whatever by chemo. I'm like, yeah, but you know what, for every single story that you're telling me, there's other people that are telling me about the horrible horrible stories mm-hmm. from chemotherapy. I can attest yeah. to that yes yeah and but so, Mark, I mean, you know it, it goes back to the place of this like I mean I beat myself up with the fact that we never wanted Ryan to go on the cruise ship because of the fact that all of us had this yucky bad feeling and mm-hmm. like his mom and, and I and a few others had this weird feeling wow so what if he wouldn't have gone would he have not died uh, no yeah our days died, are numbered right? yeah. because our days are numbered and oh, so we can sit there and we can totally beat ourselves up on all of those things but it wouldn't have mattered if you would have gone chemo if you would have done the natural way right god knows 
the days of our life are numbered, the day you were born and the day that you die. And so we have to rest in that because otherwise (laughs) we can just rack our brain for so long or like beat ourselves up and Mm -hmm. then it steals away joy and it steals away a lot of other things that we don't need to take away from. So that's awesome. Don't don't worry about that. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I actually, I actually did find, um, a piece, um, probably a week before she passed away. Sorry, keep getting notifications. Um, probably a week before she passed away. I just had this epiphany and I feel like it was like from God that I'm like, God doesn't need, I'm, I'm like racking my brain of how I can save Lacey, you know? Yeah. And, um, I had, <clears throat> I had all these ideas. I was going to put her medicine into her IV and, um, which is questionably legal. I don't know if that's even legal, but, um, I was like researching how to do it and learning about getting the micron filters and all this, all this stuff. And, and I decided, I was like, well, for one, I can't do this against her will, but more importantly, like God doesn't need me. If, if it's God's will that she's going to live, he doesn't need me. He doesn't need medicine. He doesn't need doctors. He will make her cancer go away if that's his will. And I found like great peace with that, you know, that I was like, I can't change anything, you know? So Stacy. Do you have any like songs or verses that helped you through your hard times? Well, um, music's huge for me. Mm -hmm. I love music. I love worship. Um, I like all kinds of music, actually, if if we're talking like big spectrum of things. But for Mm -hmm. me, I would say both times um, music was a huge um, outlet for me because Mm -hmm music with not only the the lyrics but also just music behind it so chris tomlin was huge like Mm -hmm. just so many worship songs that he would sing um and then also like jeremy camp too that was like more so with ryan um and then actually there was even more stuff this was really cool i got to go to a chris tomlin concert with and it was like multiple people actually with mark on one of our dates i came up here with a group of friends and we all got to go to a concert and it was so special because i got to be with him and i was still having these memories of before and of god like redeeming such of like the song sovereign and like just we actually had that in our wedding too um but just like so many songs that really helped me i actually put together for one of my um one of my retreats that I did, I put together a song list of songs that were really helpful for me and really oh, encouraging nice. to me. And I could, I could send that to you if you wanted it yeah. to tag on. Cause there's a whole list of them. <clears throat> um, I was listening to a song actually before we met up today. And, oh, of course. No, I can't remember the name of it. It was about faith. <laughs> oh, oh, that was no, That was a good it. one. That was a good one. <laughs> no, but it was so good. And it was so encouraging. And I'm like, oh, I needed this. And I needed just that, like, it just kind of yeah. rests over me. Cause you just <clears throat> lay there and it just like, right pours over you just the words mm. the music it's brought me to my knees many a times being at church I had a really hard time singing worship songs especially songs that were mm. special that we would sing together at church um and um like good good father was a big song mm. like after Mark passed away and we had that song it was one of Mark's favorite songs and um so we had that like in his service and that was cool so something that happened two weeks after Mark died there was a contest on the radio um for um like Chris Tomlin was going to be in town and he was somebody I know won it and was like I can't go do you want my ticket and I'm like are you kidding me and you can bring a friend so my mom got to come with me which was super special and he did a private like thing 
for us. Um, oh, with a couple, nice. like, there was like 20 or 30 of us in a room and him and this other guy, they sang songs and they played the song. It was his first time in front of other people playing the song heaven. Mm. And I was like, so broken because it had only been two weeks since oh, I had passed away. Wow. I was so broken, but it was such a beautiful thing. And it was such a gift to have that. Like, I don't know. Worship is, is big for me. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. So yeah, that was definitely, what about you guys? Do you guys have any favorite songs? So a song that really helped me through when Luke was sick and also after he passed away was Tremble by Mosaic. And it's, I love that song. you know, that song, it's basically saying Jesus over and over and over. And I remember like that, like laying on the bathroom floor, crying, listening to that. And it was also very comforting afterwards. Um, I can't listen to, I can only imagine anymore because that's mm. the song that Luke passed away to. I always push next whenever I hear it. Wow. Um, I listened to it one time at his grave, um, but besides that, I can't listen to that, but great song. I just can't listen to it. Um, there's so many. I mentioned on another podcast, I think about You Make Beautiful Things by Gunger. Mm. That's an amazing Love song. That. Yeah. About God making beautiful things. I mean, there's so many, but those are a few. What about you, Mark? So one that like stood out to me the most was, um, I had never heard it before and it's it's pretty shocking because it's really popular, but I'd never heard it before at the time. But um, Lacey's, well, uh, both of our sister-in-law sent it to us when we were at like the thick of the battle and um, it's Oceans by Hillsong United. Yes. Oh, that's my song. That's oh, no way. my song. Oh, nice. man. That was the just, same one. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's this good. song is so good. I must have listened to that over the next two or three weeks it was all I'd listen to I would just repeat it repeat it repeat it and just be weeping just like and it gave me a lot of strength I've never had a yeah. song in my whole life touch me so much yeah, as that song too. did it just was like Rocky yeah I'll, I'll do this for you God like mm-hmm. you know yeah. I don't know it's just this feeling that just gave me this um you know he's worthy kind of feeling I don't know how to explain it but it was like he was he's gonna walk me through this and it was just such a such a powerful song but um Michelle so and the first time I heard I think it was the first time I I heard um oh my gosh what was the song you just said you just can't oh you make beautiful oh no I can only imagine I can only imagine I don't know how I forgot but I just drew drew a blank on it but um that song was sung at Lacey's service and it was the most powerful beautiful song Uh, my friend from work from work from church who's the worship leader now um he I asked him to sing at Lacey's service and he was good friends with Lacey also and you know I remember before the service leading up to it, he was very concerned uh you know do you want me to do this do you want me to do that should I do this should I do that and I was like honestly man like I want you to just do it however you think it should be done just sing for Lacey just Mm -hmm. sing for Lacey that's my only request just sing for (laughs) her and I have never I've seen him sing a hundred times in front of the church I never saw him sing with so much passion and he just, it was so beautiful and so moving. Everybody in there was just like, wow, like this guy is something else. You know, he just, he just wept it out. I don't know how to billowed it. What do you say when someone, but he just, uh, bellowed. Thank you. (laughs) That that doesn't sound right, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. So yeah. That's so cool. One more I wanted to mention, like that's currently my favorite song a lot of favorite songs but gyra by elevation worship i love that song and Mm, some of the songs um um, 
some of the words are, you are enough. I will be content in every circumstance. Jaira, mm-hmm. you are enough. And just playing that over and over and over, like God is the only one that can fill this void, you know, that we, we feel after loss, <clears throat> we can try to fill it with like all kinds of things, but mm-hmm. I've found it over and over. Like when I get into worship and just play songs like that and like really focus, like that's it. That's it. That's the only thing that can fulfill that void that is left. So mm-hmm. those are some of our my favorite ones. Saying um, that like kind of brings back like something, <clears throat> well, two things. One, I wanted to share about oceans for me, my story thing on that, but I'll make it quick, I promise. But the other thing was you sharing about um, just filling that void. Mm-hmm. And um, this was a question that I, I've been asked I believe possibly by both of you, or if not in on this or yes, like the other day or whatever, but, um, just, um, I think all of us have choices in grief of like what we're going to do. Like, mm-hmm. are we going to, um, I don't know, people try to fill their void, right? Like mm-hmm. that empty place. Some people will fill it with um, something that becomes an addiction, you know, right. like <clears throat> you can turn to alcohol, you can turn to men or women, or you can mm-hmm. turn to the world and all this stuff. And, um, somebody asked me about that recently and, um, for myself, and I, I know that this is not me truthfully, cause I know that I have like the flesh in me that could do this mm-hmm. at any given time if I allow it. But mm-hmm. something that I want to remember <clears throat> is that life is so, we all know this life is so fleeting and they're moments. So it's like this moment of weakness that we can make a choice, but how's that choice going to affect the rest of our life Mm. and our testimony for others? That's true. Right. And and so we have to think about that because there are so many moments that we could have, you know, but he always provides a way out if we're looking. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And and things like that. And then for oceans, the thing about oceans for me, like that song is (laughs) so, so powerful to me. And, Mm. um, but it came about kind of during a time <clears throat> when I was going to counseling and I don't know, we're talking like four or five years out of Ryan passing away. I think that song kind of came out and um, maybe a little longer. I don't know. And I was, I remember being at counseling and feeling like waves are coming. Like we get these big waves and you feel like you're going to fall. Right. And you feel like right. I can't do it. And I can't stand up. <clears throat> I can't make it through this. Like I'm going to get hit with another wave of grief, another thing. And I just feel like I can't stand up. And God has like, gives us these opportunities to have like the little waves <laughs> and mm. then, and it gives us stronger feet and stronger footage to be able to stand stronger when a, a stronger one comes but we have a choice of whether or not we're going to get back up again and and that's That's a choice that we have to choose to make of what are you going to do when you get knocked down are you going to choose to get back up even though you don't know what's coming at you next is it going to be a little wave a big wave and Mm -hmm. or not we don't know but that we can choose to walk out when we don't know what's coming you know like I'm going to walk out into that deep and of course right now I'm like drawing a blank on the lyrics but like that's the lyrics of that song are just so powerful to me of just stepping out into the unknown and into the mm-hmm. deep of not knowing what's coming, but knowing that, um, <clears throat> that no matter what waves hit me, that, um, I can get back up again, that God will pick me back up again and, and be able to help me, even though yeah. I feel so weak, but each time we do it, we get a little bit stronger. For so sure. don't give up. Yeah. 
That's good. And uh, before we wrap up, I wanted to <laughs> say if you have not seen it, look on YouTube uh, for that song live from Caesarea. Oh, if I will you haven't put the seen link. It, uh, there you go. So mm-hmm. when uh, they sing that song from Israel, and it's just mm. really powerful. It's awesome. The whole wow. crowd's like singing it. It's That's awesome. Cool. I will. Definitely it's a cool video. That. There's there's quite a I few. Think I've seen that one. It's good. It is. Yeah. And they also did. I haven't seen it in a while, but they also sang it on Good Morning America. Oh, because cool. they're such they're such popular artists that they got onto mm-hmm. network television. I love and them. they sang that song and the the two hosts I forgot their names right now, but um they were so moved. They were so moved by it. It was awesome. It was like yeah. wow, they sang that on national television. I know. It was awesome. And I love it that like the, the singer who sings that song, her name's Taya, which is my daughter's name, and oh, that's nice. such not a name you hear all the time. So yeah, I, like, oh, I didn't incredible. know that. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. So well, thanks again, Stacy. Thanks yeah, for joining we really, us. I hope really you appreciate it. Doing this. This is awesome. I really have enjoyed uh, the I conversation know. and getting to know you and hearing your story. And um, thanks. you know, you just sharing another perspective, actually two perspectives. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. with with our listeners and um not to uh make you feel uncomfortable, but we are technically being listened to all around the world. Um, That's right. In uh 22 different countries. So there's going to be a lot of people hearing your lovely mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Right. So um, from, <coughs> as I tell Michelle, people are listening in Sweden. Sweden. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm what? Sorry. Don't make fun of yeah. me, people from Sweden. If you hear this, I don't know. They're like, what, Mark? Really? Don't, I don't even want to try my German accent. But yeah, <laughs> there's it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy what we've seen um, transpire. So it's uh, it's beautiful. So we thank all of you for listening and Mm-hmm. um you know your support and loyalty and and sending us emails is mm-hmm. so so beautiful so michelle i'll um pray for us if that's okay and then do you want to like close us out and yep. you know tell people about binging us giving us yep, five stars? that's right all right <laughs> father god i thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to people it's such a beautiful blessing we thank you for Stacy um, sharing mm-hmm. her story with us and um, being vulnerable enough to share with all these people. Um, we pray that people are blessed by this and that um, their souls are touched deeply. And we just all can um, just remember the main thing is that Jesus is King. And no matter what happens to us on this earth, that he will walk with us. He will care mm-hmm. for us. He will love us and he will pull us out to the other side. And, um, we just, we thank you, father. We thank you for being such a good, good father. Um, it just made me think of that from mm-hmm. Stacy's story about the song. You are a good, good father. And we thank you. Um, we praise your wonderful, powerful name. And we are just so grateful for this opportunity and we give you all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks thank you guys so much. You are so welcome. We loved thank having you. you. Yeah. And Evan. And everybody out there, thank you for joining us. And we'd love to hear from you. It's so awesome to hear from you, whether it's a prayer request or just you want to share, you can email us at widowtosoonm, as in Mark and Michelle, at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at widowtosoon underscore. If you like this episode, we'd love it if you give it a little bing, five stars, <laughs> and rate and review it wherever you listen to podcasts. And also check us out on YouTube. <laughs>
And last thing oh. is that I'm sorry if I was cutting you off. I didn't mean nah, to look like okay. I just wanted to catch you before you hit stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Michelle and I have been talking about um, having multiple people on as guests oh, in the yeah. future. Thank you. So Michelle uh-huh. might be setting something up, or Michelle and I. I'm For not now, sure work. you could just uh-huh. email us if you want to be a guest. Yeah, we would love. Uh-huh. We just want to hear different perspectives and. Um, different journeys that people have been on. So, uh, you know, it'll probably be a few episodes down the line, but um, we can always record in advance. So if that's something you're interested in, please email us and let us know. All right. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Then we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. God bless. Bye.